This week's episode is brought to you by Ad Trend Outdoor. They are the largest locally owned outdoor advertising company in Kansas City. If you're thinking about a way to promote your business, buy local. You'll speak to the same person throughout your campaign. In addition to billboards, they do banner printing and mobile billboard trailers, plus those cool inflatables you see on top of buildings. Their boards stretch all the way from St. Joseph to Harrisonville and Edgerton, and they're always looking for new locations. Billboard campaigns come in a variety of terms, with options fitting all types of budgets. NSOs use them for our billboard, and they're fantastic. If you'd like more information, call 816-283-0600, or visit them online at ad-trend.com. Hello and welcome to episode 13 of the Arts and KC podcast presented by the Northland Symphony and brought to you this week by Ad Trend Outdoor. I'm John Coster and normally I'm sitting here with Jim Murray. However, there's been a bit of an update to this episode and I want to fill you all in before we got started. So uh, as you'll find out when Jim and I recorded this, we did a couple things. We did a preview of the Harriman Jewel series for next year and the Kansas City Symphony, who both released their upcoming seasons. And because of this, it went pretty long. When, As I'm sitting here editing, we were over an hour and 15 minutes, which probably doesn't surprise any of you, <laughs> based on the way he and I can kind of jabber along. However, um, that's a bit long even by our standards. And the way the episode was set up, and the way, and because of the long delay we've had in episodes being released... Um, I felt it better just to get everything out. So what you're about to hear is a cut down version. Um, you will hear like you will hear the full middle segment basically. So I've cut out the first segment and I'm cutting out the pick segment because we can do those later um, at another time. And so you'll hear the full preview of both series and we should be at kind of our normal-ish um, time. So apologies for that. But I think there was a lot of good content, and there's a lot of great stuff coming up in Kansas City from both of these uh, series. So, with that, enjoy, and back to uh, back to the previously recorded portion of the podcast. All right, Jim. Yep. Let's dive right into this. We're going to start with the Harriman Jewel series. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. Our yeah. friends over there um, at William Jewel who uh, uh, bring these great world-class artists to Kansas City. And as John mentioned, you get everything. Um, orchestral, uh, choral, soloists, ballet, all kinds of groups. Yeah. I love the idea of this series in general. Like, yeah. I mean, just the, just the idea of it, not, it being a very localized thing, yep. but not... Like you yeah, bring in, yeah. you know, it's a it's a great yeah. discovery, um, right? Series for them, and you know, obviously, I think part of what will happen when we go through this series is that I, again, we have some biases. I love orchestras, so obviously, I'm very excited about the ensembles that they're bringing. Not that I'm not excited about some of the other stuff, but right. you know, we all we have our thing. We all have our thing. That's right. So. Yeah. not all of us can be clarinet lovers. Jim. <laughs> it's fine. It's all right. Well, you know, it's unfortunate for those of you who are not. <laughs> That's right. So if you all go right. to just uh, to, for for. Uh, Archival purposes. If you go to hjseries.org, that's where we're pulling this information yep. from. 
So if you find this interesting and you want to learn more, they are yep. selling their series right now. They've got them in groups of six. Um, there's 11 total concerts going on right now. So I think there's, I don't remember which one doubles, but there's one that doubles in both. Um, and you can buy your tickets. There are, I think, three different venues now. They're at uh, Hellsburg and they're at, I think, the Music Hall for some. Yeah, and, then, and Folly. They're, I don't yeah. know. They're, they're, they're on both sides yeah. of the Kaufman and then they're at yeah, the Folly. Yeah. I think yeah. that's what it is. I think so. that's right. Uh, well, they're kicking off their season with the Philadelphia Orchestra. Um, and, you know... They're, it, they're pretty decent. They're, fa- they're a fantastic band, as you would say. <laughs> and, you know, th- it's really important um, that the major orchestras in the United States have the ability to tour, both domestically and internationally. That's, that's something that's getting harder and harder to do with money and expenses and things like that. And I know, you know, I mean, it does, we can logically conclude that it probably costs a lot more to bring an orchestra to town than it does to bring a solo recital piano player. So I really appreciate their commitment to bringing the ensembles, the dance companies, the things like that. Because that, that logistically, it's more involved. There's just a lot to yeah. it. Um, I've uh, always uh, gone to see the Philadelphia Orchestra when they've come. They've come on the series before. Um, they're a fantastic ensemble. They have a brand new music director, relatively new music director, who's two years younger than I am. That make you feel. I'm just letting that go. I'm just letting that go. And so this no, this is another time. Um, this is his uh, debut, um, obviously here in Kansas City. Um, and the program is is two pieces. Um, yeah, I'm digging the program. I I thought you might. Um, uh, the Tchaikovsky Violin Concerto, which really in the pantheon of Romantic period oh, so violin concertos is it's so good. It's the it is the Mount Everest that it's, you climb. It is. I played it in high school, and it's fantastic. I played it for contest, and it's it's amazing. But it's not so the much... whole forty minute concerto. No, I played the right. the last movement. Right. Um, uh, I am not familiar with this uh, violinist. Um, uh, and uh, and this is the first time, uh, obviously, this conductor's coming to town. They're also pairing it with Rachmaninoff's symphonic dances. Now, I would I would say to you that that's a work that you don't hear very often. Um, <laughs> however, spoiler it, alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! It is on the opening weekend of the Kansas City Symphony, uh, the week before this orchestra comes to town. So, if you're interested, if you really love the Rachmaninoff symphonic dances, it is amazing that you have the chance to hear it performed by two different orchestras within a two-week span in one city. I'm going to blow your mind, Jim. You want me to program? Do you want me to program this for nope. my first concert? Nope. But here's what have we talked about before? This is one of the most enjoyable things to do with classical music is listen to different recordings. Yeah. Like, which yeah. recording did you listen That's to? That's right. So this is like how often do you get to do this yeah. where you you get to not only go to Harriman Jewel. Right. Then go you get to, to the hear two world class orchestras. Or the other way around, yeah. Right. You get two world class orchestras yep. playing the same piece in a short enough time span that, that you you're not going to yep. forget nope. everything. And you get to do, I mean, that that's so rare. Yeah. And here's <laughs> the thing they're both going to be good. Right. But they'll be good for different reasons. Exactly. There you go. And same hall. Same hall. Isn't it the same hall? Yeah, it's yeah. the same hall. Yeah. So I mean, you, you're con- we're controlling for every variable. Yeah. This is that's that's it's pretty I mean, remarkable. That's pretty cool. And I'm, the fact that we're excited about big, this yeah. is really nerdy. <laughs> there's some big cities that you could go yeah. to and not have the opportunity like that. Um, so. I would um, the Rachmaninoff Symphonic Dances. I mean, it's a big undertaking, and I mean it. I mean it is. The, it's. I mean, we'll get to the symphony thing in a minute, whether that's the flagship piece of that opening weekend or not. Uh, but it it's a it's a big it's a big one, and it's it's not your it's not. Uh, piano concerto number two, Rachmaninoff. No, so it's, it is it's pretty powerful, and, and the violin concerto can stand yep. up to it on the front oh, half of that. So, yep. so. That, that'll be a great show. Um, and then another orchestra. That's right, and, and <laughs> this one's on my birthday. So, if oh, you, I didn't know that. You can take me. You know, we may have rehearsal. 
<laughs> no, we won't actually. We'll be okay. in break because it'll be after our first concert. Okay. Um, the uh, Maransky. It's it's really orchestra. nice, I should say, of the Harriman Jewel series to, to do this bring on your this birthday. Orchestra for do you me think they'll get to play? Play one of my birthday? favorite pieces. Are they going to play Happy Birthday? Probably not, but they're playing Mahler, Mahler Five, five. That's, which might as well might be as happy well be. <laughs> um, also at the Hellsberg Hall. Uh, this is Monday, October 29th. Um, I think people know what my birthday is. Jim. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, why would I even share that? Um, so, what's this is also the great. I mean, you're like two orchestras. Well, this is a Russian orchestra, and that's different than an American orchestra. Right. Just like we talked about the difference in clarinet tone. That's right. <laughs> different countries: yes. German, French, yes. Russian different, orchestras. Different education are different. system, different yeah. approach to education, and things like that. Um, they are also playing Rachmaninoff. We kind of have a theme going here. It's the we Rhapsody do. on a theme of Paganini, which is the great uh, variations um, for piano. Starting with WC Prelude to the Afternoon of the Fawn, which is a gorgeous impressionistic work, and then Mahler Five, which is one of my favorite Mahler symphonies, without yeah. a doubt. So. It is, and if you're if you've always kind of seen Mahler and you're that's a it's Mahler a good, Five's a good it's a good first Mahler. <laughs> <laughs> Baby's first Mahler. <laughs> that's right. Mahler five. But really, that's a great point. I, I'd say either one or five would be your to be your intro. To do. Now, if you're a big choral person, two would be good as well. But five is. Yeah, I, I mean, all the Mahlers are good. Yep. But if you're if you're trying to wade into those five fairly a, deep yes. waters, I think yeah. five is five is good. And for those looking for birthday presents for John for Coster, me, it starts at seven thirty, which is plenty of time for dinner beforehand. You accept gift cards? I I do, okay. but I mean I just assume someone just took me. Oh. I mean I'm not trying to drop too many hints here, Jim. Ah. I think isn't there a restaurant we really like? Like the West Side Local's like really close to there too. It is. It's oh, crazy. Man. I don't know. It's I don't just, know. We're talking anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So what's up next? Uh well one of my favorite things, Jim, as you know, is the ballet. Mm, I <laughs> I I think the tone of your voice is uh giving you away there. And one of my favorite places to watch the ballet is in Mexico. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, so none of that's true. However, For ballet folklorico. Thank you. De, de Mexico. Mexico. I can do the rest of it. The folkloric ballet of right, Mexico. So this is also in Hellsburg Hall, which is I'm a little surprised that it's not It's over not the over top, yeah, in the Kaufman side. side. That is very um, curious. I think we've now exhausted our knowledge of Mexican ballet. We have. What, what, what I'm curious about this is, is the fact that it's in this hall, and I'll be curious if they're using live music or or uh, live or live or recorded music. Yeah, um, I also wonder if they'll be seating in the round because of that. Right. Like, that would be you're interesting right. to see them from like the the backside of that. Right. But I think. That but without a doubt, I you know it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna be. Uh, the dance moves are gonna be great. It's gonna be a color palette that's going to be fantastic and that's and true. great music. So yeah. I mean, it, it, they don't have the music listed, but if right. you are into, oh, you know, mariachi bands and things of that nature, I'd imagine they'd be pretty similar. Uh, I don't, I'm not sure that's a fair assessment. <laughs> I um, couldn't help myself. You're I'm gonna sorry. Have... <laughs> you can send all your complaints my um, way. I'm just having fun. I think, I think this I'm would using, be a... I'm using my ignorance to, to make jokes. I think this would be a great event for you to go to. Well, to, I, I to, might be able to. I just, just, yeah. I'll take that as a secondary birthday present, but I really want to go to the Mahler. Well, yeah, Mahler Five. Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, all right. Um, so, Kansas City native, beloved singer Joyce DiDonato. Yes, we're moving on um, now. Is um, going to be here in December, and she's in recital uh, with a mezzo soprano, and um, uh, uh, and obviously a pianist. Um, all right, this one's at the Folly. This is Thursday, December thirteenth. So this one also, the program hasn't been announced, so not a whole lot we can say about it other than um, Joyce is fantastic, and if you haven't heard her, you should, um, and I'd be a little surprised because she's around all the time. Um, so I'm sure they'll have a great program. 
Jim, your face is, is bothering me. What's um, up? Well, here's what I'm concerned. I, what I, oh, oh my gosh. Wait. I put it together. The conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra is the pianist for this recital. That, yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? See, this is how live this is, folks. Right, like, so she's not coming with a mezzo-soprano. I read that wrong. Yeah, she is she, a mezzo. She, well, I, I knew she was a mezzo. <laughs> I thought there was two singers. Right. But it is her and then the conductor of the Philadelphia Orchestra, who is also one of the music directors at the Metropolitan Opera, is going to be playing piano. And this is the guy that's two years younger than me? I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yes, John, it is. Thank you for that. So that's actually pretty pretty spectacular. Yeah. So it doesn't say what she's going to be singing, the program yeah. to be announced, but it doesn't matter. It's no. Joyce. I mean, it's just it will be saying. spectacular. And, and now we've got this connection that we really need to see played out to just see how much more accomplished this man is. Than well, you know. you know, I mean, I know I'm busy, but <laughs> that that's guy. A, that's, that's impressive. Like, I don't yeah. know I don't know who, how that all worked, but to, for that guy doing that stuff to say, I'm going to come to Kansas City twice. I know. Between September and December. He may, be, he may be looking to relocate. Maybe. He might want to buy some Break, property here. Breaking news. The new music director <laughs> of the Northland Symphony. Philadelphia. Oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. We've no. got to get younger, Jim. No, 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 no. All right. Now, this next right. one I'm pretty stoked about. Um, one, because the Northland Symphony is, is playing the music to Swan right. Lake at our next concert, and the Russian National Ballet is going to dance it in January. That's so, right. They're not dancing fantastic. to us. They're no, bringing no, no, their no, own no, people. Right. Yeah. But, um, uh, it's one of the great classic ballets. It is. Now, this one is on the Kaufman side. Yes, yes. <laughs> which makes sense. And they're, and they're, doing, the, they're doing the whole ballet. They're doing the full-length ballet. Yeah, this is, the, um, yeah, this is not some If you haven't seen Swan Lake, you need to go see Swan Lake. Yeah, and just like Russian uh, orchestras have their There's the French ballet and there's the Russian ballet. That's right. And we will not get into a debate about which one is... I've waded far too deep into ballets already, yes, I think. So, so we'll just, just say that there are two fine traditions of ballet, and this is the Russian... Uh, Does the tradition. Russian ballet also have a pro like a like a state sanctioned doping program, or is that just the Olympic athletes? <laughs> You're going to cut that, aren't you? I'm, I can't help myself. All right, academic uh, next, the Academy, Academy of Saint, Saint Martin. Martin in the field. Do you know about the? Do Academy? We just read these together. Yeah, sure. In, in, in stereo. I'm just super excited about this. Do you know about the Academy of Saint Martin? I don't. In the field? Okay. I don't know anything about the Academy this. of Saint Martin in the Fields was long time conducted by Sir Neville Mariner, and his recordings of Mozart and so much of the classical period, because it's kind of a chamber orchestra, are like the standard. Like this is what I grew up to. I grew up to this ensemble. Um, he's since retired and uh, has. Uh, uh, pass the baton on. Uh, for a long time, it was Fiona Brown, and I'm not sure um, if they're traveling with her or just the pianist, but uh, they're doing Albinoni. They're doing uh, a Britain piece that is hardly ever done, Haydn Symphony, um, CPE Bach. So, you know, really, and, uh, and Mozart Piano Concerto. Uh, so it's it's going to be a great um, intimate program of, of really chamber uh type work. So Yeah, Folly Theater should be a good place for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, Saturday, oh, March yeah. 2nd. Uh, 2019. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that makes you feel old, yeah. just reading that date. Um, yeah, it looks like a great concert, though. Okay. So then we get to, I mean, one of the premier, premier. Legend. You know, yeah. Legend. Emmanuel Axe, pianist in recital, also at the Folly. So oh, nice, that'll be super cool. Intimate venue. Yeah. Um, program's not announced Again, yet. Again, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't yeah. matter. Whatever it is will be great. Yeah. And I don't think we need to even say anything. I mean, that's, that's March 16th. Um, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. He was uh, born, to U- born in, in the Ukraine. Born in the Ukraine. To parents who survived a Nazi concentration I camp. did not know that. 
So, well, and you know a lot about that's the kind of my yeah, so. Adam, that's kind of my one of my areas. So, yeah, and I, you know, maybe you can invite him to one of the. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> I'm sure his schedule is. Available. He'll be there. You guys normally do it in like in April. Yeah, well, I mean, around. he's a busy guy, but I, I will say, and I don't, I'm not sure. Like, obviously, we haven't done the most delicate ways of of saying these things today, but it's okay. Um, when I, I let me phrase it this way. When you get performers that are close to retirement, um, like Manual Axe, I mean, he's been doing this for 30 Ever. years, right? Yeah. You just don't know how many more times they're going to come around. So you That's don't right. want to miss an opportunity to hear them live. Well, you mentioned that about... You uh, too. Uh, well, <laughs> wasn't, that wasn't where I was going. going. But it's true. Uh, That's why I went to see them. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't even have it on here. It was the it was another Harem and Jewel series this year. Oh, um, um, Mitsiko. Mitsuku yeah. Uchida, yeah, uh, the pianist, yeah. yeah. Same so thing. I mean, it's it's yeah. cool that they're bringing in people that yeah, yeah. you don't you don't know. I mean, mm-hmm. you just yeah. don't know. Um, next is the San Francisco Symphony. Man. So from the other side of the it's like country, they did this just for me. Like <laughs> it's my birthday all year round. <laughs> well, that's a lot of. I mean, because they normally have one orchestra or two. Mm-hmm. Now we're on four. This is fourth one, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so yeah. plus the whole like Swan yeah. Lake. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's that's yeah. a lot of people too. Yeah, um, Michael Tilson Thomas. Um, you know, we kind of had a Leonard Bernstein theme going, so he's kind of one of his proteges, longtime conductor of the San Francisco twenty third season um, symphony. And uh, oh, but look at that stepping down in his yes. post in twenty twenty. Oh. oh, so you're talking, just talking about get my resume ready. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. You know, again, another one of the great orchestras in the United States. Um, they're playing a Ravel, Mozart Violin Concerto, and Sibelius II. And I, if anybody knows any Sibelius Symphony, it's number two. And it's great and dramatic. So, on, I think that was on the list that you had me listen to. I think it was. It was good. Um, and uh, it's, you know, again, um, it's going to be just... Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is someone else that you want to... I mean, this is his final U.S. tour. That's right. So you want to see him if you can. Yeah, and he's done amazing things with... I mean, it is rare for a professional orchestra conductor to spend that much time with an ensemble. Most of them are five, ten years at most. So twenty. I mean, he has he has crafted that ensemble to be a, amazing. Well, that's amazing. interesting. Do you think that's because they they want to move around, or do you think that's like a little bit of the organization wants to keep things fresh? Like, to, yes, I think it, I think top level. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. I think. Um, the, the top level conductors, most of them are like doing a little opera, doing a little, you know. So they're trying to balance their seasons. They're trying to, they're trying to be, you know, in a place where they're not traveling eight hours by plane between jobs. Mm. And so I think that's part of it. And I think you know, there's always changes in leadership and direction and things like that. And I think for some of them, if they feel like, you know, they've done all they can do or or whatever, uh, but his departure from that ensemble is actually pretty pretty significant in our conducting world. And whoever comes next is. It's going to be. It has some shoes. Got some shoes. Has some shoes to fill in. All right. So uh, next up on April seventh is the Ten Thing Brass Ensemble. Um, now John was not. Uh, actually, neither of us knew of this ensemble before mm-hmm. this, but I am aware of this soloist. Her name is Tyne Thing Helseth. She's Norwegian, and she really uh, came out as a soloist and made a lot of waves. Um, Normal. I mean, I think we need to identify, um, you know, a female trumpet soloist is not something you see quite a bit. So you have a female soloist, a male-dominated area. Um, and so she did the solo circuit and, you know, played with all the orchestras and really just from an even young age was supernaturally talented. So I think what's going on here, so she has a 10-member all-female brass ensemble. And, you know, a few years ago, we're starting to see a lot of bigger name soloists really want to invest in like 
slightly younger musicians and support things and, and do something creative. So, like, you know, they're going to do great arrangements of all kinds of, like, Bern, like Bernstein, Luli, Bartok, I mean, all of their composers. But I, I'm, refle- I'm reminded when Anna-Sophie Mütter came, the great violinist, who, um, you know, brought with her this young group of string players to back her up, and they did everything from memory, and they played this amazing concert. And so I think there's a real impetus to, particularly in underrepresented areas, um, to encourage, you know, uh, female brass players and and this kind of idea. I I don't think there's another all-female brass chamber ensemble that's touring internationally. So I probably mean, not. So the cool thing is, well, that, that's a fairly narrow. Right, right. But I mean, the cool thing <laughs> yeah, is that right, Time right. Thing used her stature right. and fame that she achieved as a soloist, not just to continue doing what she's doing, but to broaden it up, involve more people shake the world up a little bit, and present something that really we haven't seen before. So I think this is going to be a very interesting uh, uh, program. And it's uh, at at Hellsberg. Yep. Hellsberg with 10 brass instruments. That thing's going to ring and (laughs) ring. It's going to be fantastic. Um, Next up is a solo pianist that we are unaware of, Katya. Good luck. Well, can I just call her Katya? (laughs) Katya Bunyatishvili. Maybe. I'm going to go with that. She's from Georgia, the country, not the state. <laughs> yes, thank you. that wasn't that clear. clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, and this is not um, a uh, discovery program. For those of you know that Harriman Jewell has a whole thing of up-and-coming soloists that are free. Mm. Um, this is um, one of their uh, regular offerings in... Um, uh, the reviewer is compared to the great Martha Argerich, and uh, if you know uh, Martha Argerich's piano works, which are phenomenal, um, this should be a pretty uh, amazing program. She's gotten great reviews and uh, well received by audiences. So yeah, program not announced, announced yet, yet, but you know, you know, if it's held, if it's uh, if it's on the series, it's gonna be good. all right. Bring it home, John. All right. What well, the last as, one as the I, I will say timidly violinist in the room. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm pretty excited about this one, and it is an evening with Itzhak Perlman and Rohan, Rohan De Silva. Uh, Saturday, May 11th. That's right. Um, which is really close to my half birthday, <laughs> oddly enough. Weird. Well, it's a good thing we yeah, know what to So buy. weird. So the program's not announced yet, and in all honesty, I mean, Itzhak's pretty... I mean, he's, he's been around. He's been around. I think he's really one of the... He's one of the last of that great generation of violinists that's still out there... Um, yeah, it's you know, with its extern and iPipes and yeah, I mean, it's amazing that he's he's, he's done still everything. Going. Yeah, he's, he's recorded everything, yeah. everything, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and so you know, it's it's a little they don't have a program listed on here, and it's a little hard to understand exactly what this is going to be. You know, it's it's got the, the polio yeah. that he deals with, and he does still play. Does health issues, um, and he still plays amazingly, <laughs> amazingly well. Um, so it could be, you yeah. know, a, an evening with me sounds like it could be a little bit of I think a little music, a little conversation. Yeah, a little bit of Q&A yeah, I, yeah. And, and some showing off, basically. Yeah. Would be my, and I, I mean, it's in Hellsburg, which would be great. It's I mean, going to be great. The, you know, if you're looking yeah. for a way to spend an evening, that's I saw a similar, I think I saw something similar to this with Marvin Hamlish right after Kaufman opened, and it was like within about few months before he passed away and he sat at the piano and played some of his great show tunes and he talks a little bit and play some more and it was yeah. just it was super casual and yeah. just charming it, it's, it's almost like a if you it's very much like a living room feel yeah, of like exactly if, if it's not came to your house and just yeah, sat just, down and started playing like, yeah, yeah let's just chat a little yeah. bit and Kaufman is yeah. despite being so big it's so intimate it, and, and it works really well you know, that's probably one of the great things about that hall that we don't talk enough about is that it really has that intimate feel even though it's so large they did just another thing that they did really really well
All right, Kansas City Symphony. Fine. All right, um, I've got. So apparently, I don't think we're going to go concert by concert no, with this. But there are some things that I'd like to. I have got some thoughts. Yeah, and you know, it's clear to me that the Kansas City Symphony are devout listeners of this podcast <laughs> because as I got this brochure in the mail right before nigh, two days ago. Yeah, I haven't gotten mine yet. I know that's well. They knew that I was the host, obviously. All right, so, so um, let's let's we'll we'll. Well, obviously, we already talked about their opening weekend. Right. They're and doing this, this is symphonic dance. And that's obviously, you know, go to, yeah. go to their website. Yeah, check all this stuff out. We're going to, you know. We're going to hop through. We're going to hop through yeah. some of this because, you know, we don't want to spend. Opening weekend, though, is a big weekend. And I, I, it's a Beethoven triple concerto, which is a big deal. Rachmaninoff symphonic dance is a big deal. But I'm gonna talk, I want to talk a little bit about the first piece they're playing by Aaron J. Kernis, the new okay. era dance. I love this piece of music. I play it for my classes every semester in an activity where they have to describe what they're hearing. Really? He writes this. It's right after the riots in Los Angeles around 91, 92, but he actually has a clear mission. He's trying to capture, like, this really diverse urban setting. So it's got a synthesized electric bass, police whistles, police sirens, a a starter gun, gunshots, um, the orchestra chants. Spoiler, probably shouldn't give that away. Um... And it's about six or seven minutes, but it does such a great job of, of representing that. And then, and when I saw this, when I saw this, uh, I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if that piece is enough to get me to go to this concert. I mean, I love it. Six minutes. Right. I love that piece. Is that enough to get me to go to the concert? And then the semester started, John, and I played that last week, and I'm like, I got to go see that live. I got to go see it live. So, yeah, I'm going. Well, you know, it's, some, you know, Stern's kind of. He gets a little funky sometimes with his when he puts pieces together, and that you know I'm not sure how well that necessarily fits with a ba- that's, Beethoven triple that's a, concerto and Rachmaninoff. That's a good question. But you know, oftentimes I'm there, it does kind of yeah, it does tend to work itself out. And obviously, remember Rachmaninoff right before that's right. Norman Jules Rachmaninoff. Um, Beethoven Seven is on the season. Awesome, one of my fa- probably my favorite Beethoven. Um, I think a great program coming up in November is with the Symphony Chorus. They're going to do the Mozart Ave Virum Corpus, but more importantly, they're going to do John Adams on the Transmigration of Souls. Not, I found out, the founding father. <laughs> I don't think Different he's, I, yeah, Adams. I don't think he's related. He may be, but it's kind of connects us back to Michael Tilson Thomas. John Adams was a longtime composer in residence in San Francisco, but on the Transmigration of Souls wrote um, to commemorate the events of 9-11, and so there's chorus and children's choir and... Um, you know, John Adams is one of the foremost living uh, and working composers that we've had today uh, in our current time, um, and I think uh, he's going to go on and establish a pretty substantial presence in American music in the 20th century. That might that might be the biggest understatement I've said for a long time. Um, many of you may know about uh, like his short ride on the fast machine is one of his. Uh, you would lo- you would like that work? Have have I recommended that before? Uh-uh. Oh, th- th- there's a woodblock. That just goes nonstop, and the the guy has to like tune out everything because if you start listening, you get thrown off. So interesting. Uh, that that'll be what you can talk about on your next pick. You're all right, pick. all right, yeah, I'll listen to it. We'll yep. see. We'll see. Um, Scotch after that's got uh, you know they they recently I think it was two seasons ago they had a new principal trumpet oh, in yeah. and he's doing a solo the Haydn trumpet concerto. Uh, Mozart Symphony Number Forty One. I went to Mahler Seven, and he just oh, played. An he's, an, he's an amazing. He's an amazing player, and I so. love the Haydn Trumpet Concerto. Sometimes people are like, "Well, it's 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 so great. Yeah. It's so great." So uh, an all classical program, Haydn Symphony, Haydn Trumpet Concerto, Mozart Forty One. That's right. You got Glazunov's Violin Concerto, which is an excellent um, mm-hmm. Russian piece. Let's see what else. Goes Firebird. On. I mean, come on. Firebird with Griff's, uh, Griffith's The White Peacock, which is an amazingly gorgeous work. I just happened to do it the other year. But Nielsen's Aladdin Suite is mm-hmm. also, uh, again, this is a John Costner work. I think that you've told me about that one. 
Cuban Overture, another great piece, and Dvorak 9. And then Pat Metheny um, uh, uh, wrote a piece for vibraphone and marimba. And uh, I believe those are the principal percussionists of, of, it, of Kansas City and Philadelphia. It oh, all comes man. back. What, what, what's the date on that? February 8th, 8th. 9th, and 10th? Yeah. Wait, no, it's not the yeah. same. Man, Philadelphia, Philadelphia get out, get out. The like, six, back off a little they bit. They win the Super, they win Bowl, the Super Bowl, and the city of brotherly love. Oh, man. Um, um, moving into, uh, just looking ahead. Um, okay, William Tell. So this, I'm a little bit on this one. So, like, this is one of those pieces that doesn't fit anywhere for me. <laughs> like, like I love this. The story. Lone Ranger. I lo- no, no, no. I mean, in, in, in concerts, like, oh, okay. when they're programmed. I, I love it. I, love, I yeah. think it's great. And when we when we saw we Chicago, heard it in Chicago, yeah, didn't fit at random. It's like right. oh, we need it was William Tell, and then the new work, and then the Bruckner, right? Right. Yeah. And it's like and so I think it's like uh, guy, people use it for like Phil. Like I need like seven, eight. Nine it's a great minutes, overture, but it's so good. Like it's I so would want to go see it just for that. I don't even yeah. care about. The I mean, rest you remember of it. Chicago? Like Moody didn't even start the piece. He just let the solo cellist start. Yeah, he barely moved his arms. Yeah, it was like, amazing. Yeah, he just kind of stood there. Super cool. Um, uh, what here, what's interesting about the Carmina Burana uh, concert that's coming up at the end of March? Carl Arf, Carmina Burana, everybody loves it. It's in lots of movies. It's 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 gonna that that will sell a billion tickets. Yeah. But he's chosen to pair it with um, Augusta Reed Thomas, who's a pretty significant um, female American composer, and then with another one, Sarah Kirkland Snyder, um, who is. Um, also, you know, alive today, working and, and doing all this. So I'm, I'm again. This is one of those things I'm curious about. I'm curious about putting these two works because really, Carmina is enough. It you is. You could just do Carmina. And I think most it's, people only know like the first bit, right? Of that. Uh, Carmina, like, right? Yeah, yeah, the part that's famous, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But most people don't know what comes after. But you know, there's a, there could be a strategy here. I mean, I think there's. I think the, so. The title of the Augusta Reed. Thomas is uh, Eos, goddess of the dawn. So that kind of connects to some of the pagan probably stuff or, or imagery that's going on in Carmina. And then Something for the Dark is the Sarah Kirkland piece. So I think a Snyder piece. So I think there, there's a theme going on there. But also I think when you're – if you're trying to entice people to listen to new music, yeah. one of the best marketing strategies is to pair it with a beloved favorite. Right. Give them something that you know they'll be happy with walking out. There you go. There you go. That's right. Um, after that, we got ooh, Lalo's cello concerto. Lalo, I like Lalo. <laughs> Mio, buff on or buff, uh, bull on the hot roof. It's super jazzy, super French. It's actually one of my favorite pieces. It's like super weird. It's like the weirdest piece. Right, and we both neither one of us mentioned Copeland's Appalachian Spring. Oh, it's fine. Yeah. It's great. It's great. Or Ravel. <laughs> there's, or whatever. There's your there's your crowd pleaser. Mahler three. I'm super excited about Mahler three. Obviously, Stern's working his way through the Mahler cycle. Well, he he just keeps working his way through. Yeah, like yeah. every year, it's at least one. Right. I mean, he, but yeah. there's nine or ten depending on how you right. decide it. So yeah, but um, Mahler three is gorgeous, and I'm super excited about. Mahler three, I'm always up for Mahler. Yeah, we, so. I think we know this by now. Yeah, um, let's see. We're getting closer to the end of their season. Um, no, this one I'm excited about the list piano concerto. I like me some list. Of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> you don't have to say it like no, that. No, it's good. This was this is a great and this is a great program for you. The list piano concerto, the Stokowski orchestration of the Toccata and Fugue, uh, ba-da-da, yeah. ba-da-da, and Hindemith's Symphonic Metamorphosis. You're, this is, yeah. um, that is for that one. The season finale for them is Pictures and Exhibition. Again, 
um, a great beloved classic. And then uh, a how John, do you program with pictures? Well, like, that's just like yeah. It, well, and they're putting the Brahms piano concerto with it, and those things are huge. They're like forty minutes. It's like. And a, and of, a John Curiliano piece. So I'm assuming the John Curiliano piece is on the shorter side. Because um, Pictures is at least 30, 35 minutes. The Brahms is probably 40. But um, So that's the classical series. But they also have some really great things coming on in the other series. That's right. So there's a couple things that I, I picked out that I wanted to talk about. If One's for the kids. Uh, they're doing Peter and the Wolf Live, which by itself would be cute and fun. Absolutely. But they're bringing in mascots like Casey Wolf. That's hilarious. I mean, come on. That like, is like if your kids hilarious. Can and the stand, Maverick guys there, and yeah, if, you, is, if you're the kangaroo, is from that UMKC, the kangaroo from UMKC? <laughs> I'm sure there'll be more. Like if your kid can stay in mascots, and some can't. That's like, true. That's true. There's some so, they freak them out, right. and actually, there's some adults that I think right. are freaked out about but, people. In but giant I mean, costumes. who doesn't who doesn't love? I mean, Casey Wolf's like I hip think, wiggle. Come on, I think, guys. That's, like, that's gonna be fun. I actually think this is a a really innovative, great idea. And what I love about it is it not only takes a great children's work that that people really know, right? But I mean, there's that local. There's the local part of this. That's I just think yeah. that's 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 the Kansas City. In my opinion, that's like Kansas City Symphony at yeah. their best. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they always do great stuff at the holiday. The Texas Tenors are coming in. Um, if you're into if you're into that, um, oh, Handel's Messiah. Messiah. You know, not yeah. let's say. Then you know they've been. I feel like they expand this every year. The movies, yeah, the movies. The movies. But at Christmas time, they're doing it's a wonderful um, life. Now. I first saw this, and I love this movie. Yes. Um, but I sat there, and I was like, I don't know that I would know any of the music off the top of my head. Like, I don't think of the music as yeah. a, a huge part of that movie. That's true. There are some iconic pieces in there, but I think I think an effective film score person does that. No, I agree. Right. Like, I, the, I just, like, you like, know, the movie's complimentary enough that you don't... Right. I like, mean, it's not I'm like not your Star Wars fit. experience. Right, right, right. I'm not saying it doesn't yeah. fit. I just was like, oh, I don't like. I, I don't think, know if I would want to sit there for two I'm and a half a hours or long that movie is. But they're going to show the movie with it. Right, that's right, what yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, like, right. I, but it's, it's a long time to be sitting yeah. like in a in a prediction. Pr- well, in a seat. Are you ready? Yeah. Sell out. Those two. Well, of course. Sell out. Yeah. Sell out. Of course it will. Yeah. Um, speaking of, they're also doing another Harry Potter. They did one. This they're actually they're just doing going it. through them all. Yep. Yep. This um, one's the Prisoner of Azkaban. So, you know, they show the film. They play a company. It's amazing. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, that's great. And obviously, Hamilton is coming to town. Yeah, eighteen nineteen, right? Right, which is or what we're talking about eighteen nineteen. Oh, I guess we are. We are, yeah. Uh, Though Hamilton might be nineteen twenty. I thought it was eighteen nineteen. I don't know. I think I think it's in nineteen, right. but I think it's part of the their the music calls. We they're extending it, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and I, really, that has no bearing on this other than Leslie Odom Jr., yes. who played um, Aaron Burr yeah. in Hamilton, is singing with the Northland, like, North like, like <laughs> singing with the simple. Well, that would Kansas be great if you're yeah. singing with us, but maybe he can. But we'll I mean, see what he's doing the on whole Sunday. program's built around him. I mean, that's right? It's pretty, just yeah, it's just him singing. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it doesn't say um, what it's he's also, uh, but it's also a benefit for turning yeah. the page KC, which is um, helping the mayor's initiative um, reading, reading initiative. proficiency. So that's that's really cool. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's yeah, and you know, I mean, just a side note: the whole uh, Hamilton thing in Kansas City is insane, right? Yeah, people are on the waiting list to buy season tickets to have the option to buy tickets to Hamilton. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So. Um, ben Folds is coming back. I think we all know from previous podcasts my affinity for him well, and his orchestra and when scores. He first did, I will be going to this. When he, first did, when he first started doing this, I know a lot of people are like, that seems weird, and how's that going to work? But everybody who's gone said it's just been amazing, that it's just a yeah. natural, I mean, I've it, listened, it works really I mean, we, well. We yeah. played part of it. Yeah, that's right. We, we played part of it. I mean, it, it's great. Yeah. 
Um, you were excited about this one yeah, for and, Halloween. Yeah, you know, they, again, it's the movie thing. And I think, actually, this might be one of the things they've been doing the longest, where they've shown, like, a black and white film. Or they used to do si- the silent films around. They're actually doing it on Halloween night. Sometimes right. it's somewhere in there. And they, they're they accompanying it with organ, not with the whole orchestra. But, I mean, it's the organ in Hellsburg. So how cool is that? Yeah. And, um, again, I just think this is a really great way to use the building you have, use what you have to do this, and just be innovative about it. And, uh you know, they've had, they've done, you know, Nosferatus, they've done, this year they're doing The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I mean, they're working their way through all right. the great... Uh, well, what a cool way to experience what silent pictures, right. when we talk about movie scores and... and silent films that's right. were never silent. That's right. <laughs> Preach it. That's right. Um, you know, I, you guys might be surprised by my excitement for this next one, <laughs> um, but they're doing Star Wars Episode Four. I mean, come on! They're showing the movie and playing the music. Um, how many performances? Four. One, two. <laughs> sell out, sell out, sell out, sell out. <laughs> Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. That could be Super Bowl weekend. It could be. Could be first weekend in February. Yep, could be. But yeah, I mean, uh, the original Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, live orchestra, the John Williams score. We're okay. we're there. I, I mean, it's awesome. We're it's there. awesome. Uh, yeah. We haven't talked about my birthday yet, which is not even close to that day. But <laughs> you could, birthday you, yeah, yeah, you could do so it. So we yeah. got like birthdays lined up for like three years we now. We do. Um, and then they're doing Casablanca because Again, on Valentine's course. Day they're doing oh, it on Valentine's man. Day. So I mean, sell out. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> so, pretty, much, so much funny. <laughs> I'm predicting a bumper season for the Kansas City Symphony, but uh, but it reflects they they, they deserve it. Right. They deserve it because they're making really smart. Uh, choices and they're maximizing schedule, talent, venue. Yeah, we've we've talked about before how you schedule a season, and this yeah. is a pretty good display of it. Yeah. Um, they're also doing this one's interesting to me. I'm not really sure now. I am not the biggest Michael Jackson fan. Okay. I'll state that. All right. Um, but he, they're doing the music of Michael Jackson, and James Delisco is the vocalist. Now this boy, seems, that's a big role. Big. This seems yeah. worrisome to me. Like if I were it, a Michael Jackson fan, I think I would be equal parts excited and worried. It's one of those things that would go one. It's going to go one of two ways. Yeah. He uh, and yeah. now knowing the symphony. It's yep. probably great. Yep. That just this, it just it just scares me as someone. This reminds who, me of like you know they're doing the Prince uh, tribute this year, right? So it's going to be that same type of yeah. That just seems which, that's yeah. that's a big. I mean, I wouldn't want to step in those shoes. Yeah. I mean, for a variety of reasons. So yeah, it's a big thing. Um. So yeah, I mean, if that doesn't get you excited, I don't. I know there's something in that for everybody. But, but I mean, here's the thing. So that's the symphony and Harriman Jewel. You've got the Johnson County series. You've got North. You got all the orchestras. You've got the art galleries. You've got Kansas City is amazing. It's yeah. amazing, and and I'm glad people are realizing. I'm glad we're no longer flyover country. I'm glad people realize that we've got first class, world class talent coming to this city to perform, right. and even our own people are at that level. And, and here's and here's the amazing now. thing about this is that this you say all that. Yep. There's demand for it all. Oh, absolutely. Like, everything's full. You just, yeah, I mean, yeah. you were not lying I'm, when you talked yeah. about the sellouts. And, yeah. and Nelson has constantly got yeah. people. Well, I mean, yeah. it's there's they a thirst add, yes. for this stuff yes. here that is unique, I think, in the Midwest to a degree. I mean, yes. not, not saying that other, you know, but like the, the appreciation for this medium, art yeah. art medium in this town is is vastly undersold. Yeah. Yes. And I think the other thing we have to keep in mind and. And, you know, there there is a business side to everything that happens. Um, and they can't afford to do things that five right. people come to. Right. And even if it's the best idea in the world. Um, you know, or the way I think about it is, you know, the Kansas City Ballet will do 
22 performances of Nutcracker in December, and they would do 23. If they could sell right. 23. Right. So, ben Folds is coming back because he sold out three days in a row right. here. That's right. So um, I think that's a great point about the demand and interest and, and the diversity of what's offered and how the Kansas City community responds to it. And it's this is a really an exciting time uh, yeah, to it ride really that. Is an art wave. Yeah, yeah. It, it is, and I think every major organization has had a, a role in it. And um, you know, and how great is it to be here? Jim, despite the fact that this has been a long podcast, we are done. And we promise that we, well, we don't promise, but we'll, tr- we'll try <laughs> to keep it a little shorter. This was a special, yes. very in- yes. uh, information intensive we, episode. And we, I think we, had, we surprised ourselves with how much we had to say about certain things. So. We did. So if you listen so, to the whole thing, we very much appreciate yes. that. And uh, if you enjoyed what we did, then I would like to know that because yeah. there's obviously we'll do lots it. of different yeah. things we could do this for. If you didn't. Let us know that as well. That's true. <laughs> we know this was... But if the only complaint is that was a little long, we already know that. Yeah, so we, we're well aware of that. Well aware of that. But, yeah, so uh, that's it. And uh, Yep, so thank you to our sponsor, Ad Trend Outdoor. Um, please be sure to subscribe and rate us. Again, if you're listening on the website, it'd be better for us and easier for you if you were listening to us on a platform like iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher because it'll tell you. It'll just say, boom, look. New episode of Northland Symphony. It's only an hour and a half long. Stop. Download it and listen <laughs> to it. Stop what you're doing and listen to it right now. That's right. And if you could rate us five stars, write a review. That would also be right. very helpful, not only for our egos, but for the... As you can tell, they're very fragile. Right. But for the proliferation of the Northland Symphony's mission, yeah. which is really why we're doing yeah, this. Absolutely. So, speaking of which, if you'd like to learn more about the Northland Symphony, go to northlandsymphony.org, sign up for all of our lists, mailing lists, email lists, um, bad composer lists, uh, great meal lists, all the lists. You can have whatever lists you want. They're all available <laughs> on northlandsymphony.org. There's really just the one, but that's well, okay. the two, two the mailing, mailing list, list and email. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but if you but you can email me, I'll give you whatever list you want. I'll email <laughs> you every single thing we've recommended so far. That's true. Like. That is true. But we'll be back be with on the two. more yeah. interesting musical events, restaurants, um, music, and topics related to the world of orchestra. Thanks for listening.